Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Well, good morning, Word of Life Highland Colony. As you can see, we've got life groups that kicked off last Sunday. So if you've not got signed up for a group, it's not too late. Um, Everybody on your way out today, you're going to get a little postcard. It'll take you to our website. And you can see all the groups that you can kind of get connected to. And uh, maybe you looked last week and you didn't see something exactly that you liked. Well, we had some more groups get registered this week. So take another look at that. And we want to encourage you that life really is better together. Last week, Pastor kind of kicked off a message during this life group semester to encourage us to get involved in the importance of relationships. And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit more about today. I'm excited to share this with you. I got some stories that I think some of them will make you laugh. Some of them might make you cry. No, there's no crying stories today, but I think that we're going to have a good time today. This is something that honestly has changed my life, and I think that it's something super important for all of us. And no matter what age you are, no matter what area of life you're in, or no matter what kind of relationships you have right now, I think that you'll get something out of it today. But before we do anything else, let's go to God in prayer. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the opportunity just to gather together today in fellowship with you, with your Holy Spirit, but also with each other in community. Father, we thank you for all the relationships that you placed in our lives. Father, we thank you for the divine connections, for the the friends that have helped us through difficult times, the friends that have celebrated with us during the great times. But Father, we thank you that you've been so faithful to put the right people in our lives. And Lord, as we hear the word today, Father, let us not just be hearers of it, but let us be doers of it so that we can be blessed in all of our deeds. And Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said big. Amen. Well, the title of today's message is called The Result of Our Relationships. That we are the result of our relationships. What I mean by that exactly. No matter where you're at in life right now, if you look at your life and you say, you know what, I'm really thrilled about what I'm seeing in life. I've got good things happening. If somebody asked me how things going right now, I wouldn't have that long, awkward pause because stuff's actually not going real well. And I'd say, you know what? Things are actually really good right now. I'm really happy with life and what I'm seeing. We can trace that back to our relationships and the people closest to us. But maybe you're on the flip side today. Maybe you had a rough week. Maybe you had a rough month. Maybe it's been a bad year for you. And somebody comes up to you and says, hey, how's things going? And you say, uh, you know, they're good. And the people that you're talking to are like, I can tell things aren't good with that person. And you're just not seeing the results. You're not seeing the fruit that you want to see in your life right now. When it comes to peace and joy, there's just not a whole lot of it. And you just want to see things change and you want to see them get better. That we are always the result of our relationships. And if that's you today, don't worry about it. We're going to help you kind of see a path forward, how getting the right relationships in your life can help bring the right things and the right fruit in your life. But for me, one of the things I realized years ago is I was 18, about to be 19 years old, and I came into a point in my life where it was just super pivotal because I had been going the wrong direction for really since the time I was a teenager. I I was one of those teenagers. I don't know if you ever met one of those teenagers where you're like, they're going down the wrong direction. That was me. I had wrong friend after wrong friend, wrong relationship after wrong relationship. And I finally got to a point where I met some new people, I got some new relationships, and I got some new friendships that really changed and transformed my life. 
And in that moment, I realized a very important truth, and that is this, is that relationships can either unlock destiny for us or they can destroy destiny. Because the path that I was on before that moment and opening up my life for God to do some new things and meet some new people, destruction was the way that you would describe my life. Not all at once, not just some big event happened where it was just like, man, life got extremely bad. It was just wrong friendship, wrong relationship after the next one, after the next one. And it was just a slow fade and I was getting further and further away from God and getting further and further away from the right friendships and the right relationships. But whenever I made a decision and God touched my life and set me in the right direction, I realized this is that when I get around the right people and the right relationships, they will unlock destiny for me. Now that's a big statement, right? Is that me overselling it? No, I can tell you 100% in my life, and there's probably a lot of people in this room that could say the same thing too, that there are pivotal relationships, there have been divine connections, people that have been so special in your life that God has placed in your life that it really took you from one place and it brought you to another place. That God worked through that person to change your life, and some of those friends are still your friends today. The relationships will either unlock destiny for us or it'll destroy destiny for us. And during this time in my life, like I was saying, I was, I was right out of high school and I had a bad friend after bad friend was headed down a path of destruction and definitely not destiny. God was just kind of like in my rear view and not really out in front of me and I wasn't really pursuing God in a big way. But during that time, I had a lot of people praying for me. I'm so thankful for those people to this day that my sister, she was praying for me constantly because she's, she was the good sibling. Have you guys like growing up was like, you were maybe the one that made worse decisions and then you had a brother or a sister and they were the, they were the good child. Well, my sister was a good child and she was going to Bible school. And so she was praying for me a lot. I had family praying for me. I had a lot of people praying for me because I didn't see it in my life at all that I was going down the wrong direction. I sensed it in my heart, but I really didn't see it enough to make a change about it. But everybody around me was looking at me like, he's going down the wrong direction. He's got terrible friends. There's destruction taking place in his life. Things like things are getting worse and worse and worse in his life. We've got to pray for him because we know that he may not do something incredible. We know that there's more potential in him than what he realizes. And we want to see God touch his life. And during that time, I had people praying for me a lot. And one day, my sister, she was going to Bible school, so she had all her Bible school friends, which, by the way, I did not like. I thought that they were like the most boring people, to be completely honest with you. Boring people, just didn't know how to have fun. Seemed like they went bowling every single weekend. Like, that was all that they did. Hey, what are we going to do? We're going to go bowling, or we're going to go to the movies, and then we're going to go eat something. Okay, and just hit repeat. And I thought, I'm having so much more fun With these friendships over here and these relationships, I'm going to keep on doing this. But I had all these people praying for me. And then one day my sister, she came to me and she said, hey, do you want to come hang out with me and my friends tonight? And I think I laughed in her face. I think I laughed out loud in that moment because I was like, April, are you serious? Why in the world would I ever want to come hang out with you and your lame friends? Like, you guys are so boring. But something came over me. It must have been the Spirit of God that day because... Or somebody canceled on me. It was one of the two. I was like, sure, I'll go with you. And I went and I got around some of these people. And I made a decision that I'm going to open up my heart. I'm going to open up my mind. And let God do something new with some new relationships. 
some new friendships. And it was like the more I got around these people, it did not make sense to my mind, but it was like my heart knew these are the right relationships that I need that they're taking me towards destiny and they're taking me away from destruction. And I found myself in church more than I ever thought I would ever be in church. I found myself reading my Bible. I found myself praying. I found myself going in the right direction for the first time in my life. And I found myself going towards destiny and not destruction. And I got around some of my old friends that were there and they were so confused by it. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you going to church? And why are you going with those those boring people and your sis? Like, What in the world are you doing? What's causing all this? And in that moment, I had a decision to make. It's like there was this tension in my heart. There was this tension in my soul that am I going to go back towards the old or am I going to press into something new that I know God has for me that I just cannot get it out of my heart? This group of relationships and these friends wanted to pull me back. But this group of relationships and these friends were showing me a, a brand new life that could be. And I can't help but look back at it and realize that it's very much like the narrow path and the broad path in my life where it was like, I can take this broad path and I can be like most people and all of us can do that today. We can take that broad path and we can have friendships and relationships that we know they're not the right ones and they're on different levels varying of how bad they are and how destructive they are. Or we can go after the right friends and be open to something new and let God do a new work in our life through some new people. And at that moment, I made a decision. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the narrow path because my heart can't get away from it. That and my family would not quit praying for me. (laughs) Even if I wanted to go back, it was like, oh, I'm going back in the other direction towards God and towards these other people. And I could not get away from what my heart was telling me with these friendships. And so I made a decision. Okay. Sorry, guys. If you want to come with me, this is my new life now. I'd love to see you come with me. I knew they weren't going to. I think you kind of know before you ask the question with most people, hey, do you want God in your life? They're like, no, that's good for you. You know, go do that Jesus thing. Go do that God thing. And, you know, we're going to keep doing, keep kicking it like we're kicking it. And, you know, good luck to you. It was basically that moment where I was like, okay, I've got to say bye to something old and I've got to pick up something new with these right friendships and I've got to go towards destiny because the results I was getting in life, honestly, and the friendships that I had during that time, you know, I don't know where those people are at today, but I guarantee you at least a few of them are in jail, okay? They just were not not the right friendships and not the right relationships and I was headed down the same direction with them. You know, in life, it's not real hard to figure out who are the wrong friends, Like, that's the easy, that's kind of like on the surface. You can figure out, these people make bad decisions. When I'm around them, I go in the wrong direction. Overall, they just kind of hold me back from what I know I'm supposed to do. I think less about God whenever I'm around them. They don't encourage me in any spiritual things. Wrong friends are a little bit easier to identify in our lives. We just kind of know, like, they're not the best person, but they're really fun to be around. You guys ever had a friendship like that? Don't raise your hand. I definitely did growing up. And I had a best friend. This was the start of me making bad friendships and and bad relationship decisions. Right when I hit middle school, there was a new guy moved in the neighborhood right across from me. His name was Jason. If you were here the last time I preached, he was the guy that hit me in the head with a racquetball racket. Okay. Bad friend then. It started out as a bad friend. He's just a bad friend. And so during this time, the very first day I met Jason, we introduced ourselves and he said, hey, guess what? I said, what? He said, 
I've got a whole bunch of fireworks in my garage. You want to go get them and light them off? And I was like, this guy is amazing. Yes, I want to do that. This is going to be such a fun friendship. He lives next door to me. We're going to have so much fun. And you know what? Everything I did with Jason seemed like so much fun. But every time I was with this guy, I got in so much trouble. So much so anytime he'd come to my house... Him and my mom were like arch rivals. He'd come in there barely through the front door and she would just stare this kid down. And she would look at him. He's like, why does your mom look at me like that? I said, she doesn't like you. He's like, why doesn't she like me? I said, because every time I'm with you, I get in trouble with you. That's why she doesn't like you. And so Jason constantly got me in trouble. And I realized finally, this friendship's getting me in too much destruction. This friendship's getting me in too much trouble. I knew he was a bad friend, but it was hard to walk away because we had our things that we did, and we had a good time, and we did all this kind of stuff. But in that moment, I realized, man, I've got to make a different, a, a different choice here. I've got to get some new friends. And so you know what my bright idea was? It was this. I said, I know Jason's bad. What if I find some friends that are just slightly better? They're a little bit better. They get in a little bit less trouble. Let me do that. Let me pursue that. And it'll be a step in the right direction. And these are friendships that come into our lives, no matter whether we're in school or whether we're grown, we're adults, it doesn't matter the age. These are what I call maintenance friends. These are friends that are a little bit harder to identify because they just kind of subtly come into our life. These are the friends that like, they're just not remarkably wrong, but these are friends that come into our life and they don't make us any better at all. We're around them. It is what it is. They don't make us better. They don't stretch us. They don't push us forward. They don't help us in our relationship with God. They're just there. Sometimes these are friends where it's like, we've just got so much history together. We've been friends for a long time since school or since college or we in the same fraternity together or we started our first job together or we lived across the street. You fill in the blank. And these are people that just been in our lives for a long time. And it's like, I can't stop being friends with them. However, these are maintenance friends. And you know what? If the enemy can't get you to be around the very wrong friendships and relationships, this is exactly what he wants to just fill our lives with. He wants to fill our lives with the people that won't stretch us, won't make us any better, so that we can just stay in neutral. You know, with a car, you're either going reverse or you're going forward and drive. But sometimes you're just sitting in neutral. And if you've ever gotten stuck in life or you've ever been in a car and you just start spinning your wheels, that's exactly what takes place with these type of relationships and these friendships in our life. And that's what I was seeing over and over. I was like, I'm going to get a slightly better friend But I just felt like no matter how much I tried to accelerate or go forward in life, I would just spin my wheels over and over. And you know, whenever you spin your wheels in a car, you're going and putting more and more effort, but you're just not going forward. And it's just kicking up more and more mess, more and more destruction that's taking place in our lives. And that is the danger of maintenance friends is because they're not going to help us move forward in life. They're just going to kind of be there take up our time, take up our energy, and nothing gets any better. And one of the things I realized was this, is that trading in a wrong friendship for a slightly better friendship still equals a wrong friendship. So maybe you're like me and you said, hey, I know I got to get some of these people out of my life. These people are a little bit better, but they're really not going forward. They're not taking me forward, but this is comfortable for me. Maintenance friendships, they're just super comfortable. You just sit down on the couch, we'll hang out here forever and never get any better or grow into what God's called us to do. But it's comfortable. And I realize in my life is this, is that there are some relationships that they belong in our past 
they do not belong in our present. Even if we've known somebody or we've been around somebody for quite some time in our life, we've just been through a lot of things together. At some point, you'll come like I did, or maybe you've been there before where it's like, I know God's got something greater for me. I know God's got something more. I know God's got something better. I know there's a new level that God wants to get me to, but until I get the right friends in my life that are going to propel me forward, godly relationships that I will never accomplish and see the thing that's in my heart come to pass because I am surrounded with people that are comfortable exactly where they are. They don't want to get any better and they don't care if we get any better because it's just comfortable and they keep us in a place of just maintenance. And I realized whenever I made that decision where I'm like, I got to take the narrow path instead of the broad path in my life and I'm going to pursue these godly relationships, the right relationships, that I took a chance and I stepped out in faith and said, God, I know I need something new and he brought the right people in my life. I'll never forget going home. I moved out here to Mississippi because God put a couple people in my life that really honestly transformed my life. They were the right godly divine connections. God can use people to take you somewhere you've never been and put you into places you never thought you'd go. But as long as we stay still and we stay comfortable with our friendships, even though we know that there's something greater, we'll stay stuck and we'll stay spinning our wheels. But for me, I went home for the first time during Christmas after I had moved out here. And I was around some of those maintenance friends because it's like, hey, you're in town. Let's go get something to eat. Let's hang out for a minute. And then I also spent some time around some family members. And you know what every single one of them said without fail to me? Just use different language. They're like, you're different. Like, yeah, I know. I was really excited about it. I am different. God's really doing something in my life. I feel like I'm going towards destiny for the first time. They're like, yeah, but it's not a good different. They're like, we like the old you better. I was like, well, I'm sorry that you like the old me. You can come with me. You can go towards God. You can go towards what God's calling you to do. You can start to get some better results in your life. Like I'm starting to see. God's doing something in my life. They're like, no, we want the old Ryan. Maybe you've heard that from some people. I want the old you. We miss the old you. He was funner. She was funner. Why don't you just stay here? Why don't you stay comfortable? And we'll just live this life forever. Just being comfortable and nothing gets any better. You see, maintenance friends can be dangerous because they're the same and they want us just to stay the same. And they don't want to see growth take place. But I want to encourage you today. If you have stepped out or you're about to step out and this is speaking to your heart today about, you know what, I'm done with the wrong friendships. I'm done with maintenance type relationships because I know God's got something greater. He's got the right people for my life. If people come to you and they say, what I had some friends and family say to me that day, that you were different, you're doing a great job. God's doing something in your life. Or they say, we miss the old you. You're right on track. You are going towards what God has in store for you. Because you're getting out of the old, which you know is not for you. And you're getting into the good, which is God. And God's got something greater for you. But once we shift out of gears of those maintenance relationships, and we begin to see God put the right people in our lives. And we say, God, I'm going to open up my life. I'm going to open up my mind. What do you want to do? Who do you want to put in my life that I need for right now in this season? God will put the right friends. He'll put the right relationships in our life. And whenever we have the right relationships, we'll start to see the right results. 
I went years and years and years without seeing anything right, but just seeing complete destruction take place in my life to all of a sudden I'm seeing right after right after right. I'm seeing God do thing after thing after thing in my life. And during that time, it was like God had been waiting on me. And I think God does the same thing with a lot of us as well as that God waits for us to finally, I think sometimes come to our senses or listen to our heart and say, Son, daughter, I've been waiting on you for a long time and I've had this stuff ready to go for you. Now that you said yes, now that you've opened up your heart, here it is. And God can speed up our life and God can do some things faster than we ever imagined. And I saw that take place in my life that as I said yes to the right relationships and no to the people who were keeping me the same and no to the people that were holding me back, all of a sudden God added two people to my life with the last name Sims. It was like, a preacher and a preacher's daughter. One of them I ended up marrying, my wife Hope. The other one's Pastor Joel. Ended up being best friend and pastor. And those relationships are still making a difference in my life today. But I share that to say this, is that my life was going off track. And it was like, I needed so much help. God had to send two people in my life at one time. He gave me a two for one that day so he could get me on track and get me into the destiny that God had for me. And I'm telling you, if God did it for me, God will do it for you as well. And you may say, you know what? I feel like I've got some of the right relationships already. God's already beginning to do something special in your life. God's putting and positioning the right people for you for this time and for this season. But there's been a scripture I'm going to share with you in just a moment. It's been so big on my heart really over the last month that if you have the right relationships and God is already doing that part in you, that we have to contend for those right relationships to stay in our lives. I want to read this scripture to you in Acts eleven seven through 9. It says, And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. He said, But I said, Not so, Lord, nothing common or unclean has entered my mouth. But the voice answered again from heaven and said, What God has cleansed, that call not thou common. Another way to say it is this, is that we cannot call common who God has called in our lives. And Peter in this moment had God speak to him in a miraculous way because Peter was used to the same people and the same relationships to share the gospel with. And this is what he was comfortable with. And this is what he was used to. But God said, no, I've got something better. I've got new people. I've got new relationships. I've got new friendships. That's going to take you into your calling, into something better than ever before. But I need you to open your heart. I need you to open your mind. And so God had to speak to him in such a transformational way where he would finally say, I cannot deny it. God has got something better. And all of a sudden, Peter is not just called to the Jews to share the gospel anymore. He's called to share it with the Gentiles, all because God had to deal with him and say, I've got something new and I've got something more. Peter had some of the right relationships in his life, but God wanted to do something even more and even greater. And as we get the right relationships in our lives, it's not enough just for God to add them to our lives. We have to contend to keep those relationships in our life. That God will add them to us, but we have to fight sometimes to keep them in our lives and keep them producing fruit. Because God put them there for a reason. And we'll get busy sometimes. And we'll get distracted sometimes, even though it's like, I know God put that person in my life for a reason, but I keep on getting busy and I keep on getting distracted. But I know I'm supposed to spend time with them because there's something in them that I know that my heart needs. Or maybe it's the flip of it, that there is something in you that you know that there's somebody God has put in your life that you need to spend time with, that you need to be around. But if we treat those relationships common and we don't treat them as a calling, 
Sometimes we can miss out on what God wants to do with those things. And for me, I had a moment like this over the summer where God kept speaking to my heart over and over. You need to go see this person. This is a divine connection in your life. There's something they need to share with you. And I kept on putting it off and putting it off because it's just busy, right? So finally, I'm like, no, I'm going out there. And I tell you what, in one conversation, I asked one question and I got one word of wisdom from that person in my life and it brought me to tears. Just like that. It so hit my life, it so hit my heart because it was a right relationship, a divine relationship that God had put in my life that it so encouraged me. Just in a blink of an eye. Oh man, it just, it changed me. It encouraged me. It was just what I needed and God knew that. But if we treat those relationships as common, we'll miss out on those moments. We'll miss out on divine direction sometimes for what God wants to do through these right relationships. Because the right relationships and friends, they'll pull us forward. They'll thrust us into destiny. They'll help us accomplish everything God has for us, even when it's uncomfortable. If we don't have friendships in our lives, do they make us uncomfortable sometimes? Not in an awkward, weird way. Nobody likes that, right? But if they don't make us uncomfortable to help us be pressed to grow forward and grow with God and see what we know is in our heart that God has placed there, then we need to look for some other friendships that will help us get there. Years ago, I had a couple friends in my life that were pro bodybuilders, husband and wife team. And there was such an uncomfortable moment as I share this story with you right now, and I'm, I'm uncomfortable sharing it with you because it was so awkward, a little bit humiliating, but they said, we want you to come to the gym with us. We're going to help you get in shape. If somebody tells you that, you're probably not in shape. And, that, and that's what they told me. Like, we think that you need help. So I met him out there at the Clinton Healthplex. Middle of the week, we get out there. I guess this is my intake session. They don't tell me what's about to happen. They're like, all right, come over here. They said, take off your shirt. I was like, what? They said, you need to take off your shirt. We need to see what we're working with. I'm like, I can tell you what you're working with here. You don't need me to take my shirt off. There's just fat under there. That's what you're working with. They're like, no, we need you to take off your shirt. I'm like, just halfway? No, all the way. <laughs> take off your shirt. And I'm like, there's people all around. There's like 50 people all around here, and they're watching us right now, okay? And you're about to make me take off my shirt. And they're like, just take off your shirt already. I'm like, okay. I take off my shirt. Oh, this is humiliating. I'm in the worst shape of my life. And all of a sudden, one of them grabs my stomach right here and pinches it. The other one grabs it right here, and they proceed to have dialogue and a conversation for about three minutes about what type of fat I have on my stomach. And then the husband, he's just hilarious. He, he would make these noise, hmm, or he'd say, hmm, interesting. And I'm like, what are you doing? When is this going to end? This is so uncomfortable. Can we please make this stop? Fat is fat. You don't need any more details. It was so uncomfortable to me. Gosh, it was, it was so awkward, so uncomfortable. But can I tell you, because they made me uncomfortable, it set me on a path to get in the best shape of my life. They helped me transform myself physically into a place I never thought was possible. And God will do the same thing with us and that we have the right relationships in our life and they can make us uncomfortable to help stretch us and to push us to do things we never thought possible, spiritually, naturally, relationally, whatever it is. God can transform our lives whenever we open it up for the right relationships. But after that point... God will not only add the right relationships to our life, but there's usually going to be about a handful of people 
maybe five, maybe three, maybe two, that these are truly divine relationships that God has for us. They transform our lives. And in Romans 16, 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. There will be friendships in our life, but some of them are good. There's going to be some in our life that they're acceptable. It's not really what we're shooting for. But there's going to be some friendships in our life that are the perfect will of God, and these are transformative friends. There's generally not a whole plethora of them, but there are men and there are women and there are relationships that God has uniquely made those people to be in our life, to add a supply to us so that we can fulfill the plan of God for our lives, so that we can see the right results that we have. And I want to encourage us all today. In that moment, I had to say yes to some transformational relationships all those years ago and say no to the ones that were holding me back and say no to the ones that were just simply maintaining my life. That when we're tempted to conform, we've got to press towards transformation. Whenever we're comfortable with conforming to the people that just make us comfortable, we've got to press towards who are the people that are going to help transformation take place in my life. But also, God, who are the people that you want to use me to help transform? Because God works through people. If we open up our lives to it, God will speak a word through somebody that will change our lives just like it did to me that day. We've got to let God use us to do a work in somebody else, just the same as we need God to use others to do a work in us. And in closing today, I want us to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves a couple questions. The first thing I want us to ask ourselves is this. Those closest to me, what kind of friend am I? Am I a wrong friend? If so, it's all right. You can get better. God can change anybody, change me. Am I a maintenance type friend? Do I not stretch them? Do I not make them any better? Is it just about pleasant trees and having fun and how's things good, how's things with you good that nobody grows from? Or am I a transformative friend to the people God's called me to? That I don't treat them as common, but I treat them as somebody God has called me to. And is my heart open for them to be able to make me uncomfortable so that I can grow and be transformed? And the second question I want us to ask ourselves is this. I want us to all close our eyes for a minute. This is not the altar call. Okay, that'll come in just a minute. But we'll close our eyes together and I want you to picture something in your head. I want you to picture what you want your life to look like in 10 years from now. What results do you want to see? What fruit do you want to see? What is the thing God has put in your heart, the assignment God has given you, that you cannot get away from and you know you've got to accomplish? And I want you to picture yourself being at a table. There's chairs around. Who are the people in those chairs that will help drive you towards that? That they won't give you a pass, but they'll challenge you. They'll encourage you. They'll celebrate with you. There are divine connections in your life. These are the people that will help bring transformation in your life so that you can see the goodness of God. I want you to open your eyes with me today. That's a question you can think about even as you leave here today. There are some people in our lives that God has called us to that are going to transform our lives, but also vice versa. We can't get too busy for them. We can't get too distracted from them.
Because if we do, we're missing out on a piece that God needs to bring something special into our lives. And no matter if you're here today and you say, you know what, I've had wrong friendships. I'm just like you were. Or maybe you're here today and you say, all my friends are maintenance friends. I hate to say it, but they are. None of them make me better. They just make me comfortable. It's all right. All you got to do is what I did that day. Pray a simple prayer. Say yes to God. God, my life's open. My heart's open. I'll do something new. I'll do something maybe uncomfortable for me. If that means that you'll put the right people in my life that I need for this season. And God, I want even more than that. I want to be that to somebody. Who's in our life and whose life are we in? Are we paying attention to those relationships? Are we getting out of them all that we need to? Are we putting into them all that we need to? Because we are the result of our relationships. And those relationships, if they're right, oh, they will thrust us into destiny. But if they are wrong, they will destroy our life. We can all think about people that you're like, they had so much potential. They were so gifted. They were so talented. What an amazing personality. And they just got off track. And you can point it back to one thing. They started getting the wrong friends in their life. They started getting the wrong relationships. And now I don't know where they're at today. The enemy just so took them off track and took them towards destruction. That doesn't have to be our story. Our story can be one that God uses to be something incredible in the life of somebody else. If we're healthy relationally, we ought to pay that forward. Freely we have received, so freely we should give. Whatever God has put in you, somebody else needs it. And there's other people that have something in them that we so desperately need to the point that if they speak one word to us, it's like God speaking. They can encourage our soul so much where you just can't help but thank God for him being in your life. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the relationships, for the friendships that you have put in our life. But Father, I'm so expectant for all of us here today that we will open our lives, we'll open our hearts to something new, to something even greater whether it's through signing up for life groups or whether it's not treating common some of the relationships that you've already put in our life. Father, we thank you just do a work in us and through us, Father, so that we can see your goodness, so that we can see you through our friendships and so that we can see our lives be used to touch the lives of others. And I want to invite you, if you're here today, And you say, you know what? My friends are all wrong. And I don't know God. That's where it started for me. It's a relationship and a friendship with your heavenly father and with Jesus Christ coming into your life. If you say, I have never accepted him, that's the relationship that matters more than anything else and it'll change everything else. If you say, I wanna wanna make Jesus part of my life today, if you would just lift up your hands. Thank you for those hands. Let's pray this prayer together today. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. Come into my heart. Become my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my past 
and empower me for my future. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hey, let's give it up for those that made a decision and raised their hands.